Hello, and welcome to another episode of Make Money Your Partner, where we support people in achieving financial consciousness and abundance. Today's episode, we'll be speaking on the value of bringing the heart-centered approach to the financial industry. And today's guest, we have Amber Petrangelo. So Amber is a financial coach. She works with women to help them establish a solid financial foundation that will support them through their fertility journey as their family grows. After years of recurrent miscarriage and the effects of emotional spending, unexpected medical costs related to fertility and losing sight of the bigger picture while trying to just get through the day, she found a way to tap back into her intuition and cultivate abundance in every area of her life. She lives in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan with her husband, Nick, and her rainbow baby, Wendy, with her fur babies, Izzy and Drop. Welcome, Amber. So glad you're here. And you bring a very unique niche to the financial coaching space. So please share with us a little bit more about how you got started at becoming a financial coach. Yes, I would love to share that. Um, So I have always kind of been in the financial world. Um, You know, I've always been kind of, I I love spreadsheets. I love numbers. I love all of that stuff. Um, So when I was in school, accounting was just kind of a very natural field for me to go into and get drawn into. Um, So, you know, when I graduated high school, I decided to go to college for accounting just kind of made sense. It was, you know, one of those solid, reasonable, uh, well-paying fields that they kind of, you know, people recommend you go into. And um, so I I left for college. And I think like what happens to many of us when I was at college, I met uh, my now husband, Nick, um, and fell for him quick. It didn't take long for us to realize like, you know, he he was my person. Um, And so, you know, that really kind of started my life journey and really provided a lot of direction there. Um, You know, and we, while I was still in college, we got engaged and we started planning our wedding. Um, We actually bought a house together uh, before I graduated and just really kind of started lining everything up for um, what I like to call kind of that white picket fence kind of life. Um, And we knew we wanted to have a family that was definitely part of our plan. And so, you know, I graduated, we got married, um, we really kind of settled into the house that we had bought, started just sort of creating this life. And um, it was time to start trying for a family. Um, And we weren't super eager, but, you know, we definitely knew we wanted to have kids. And so we kind of opened up the door to, you know, that happening when uh, the timing was right. And it didn't take too long, probably, you know, six to eight months after uh, we got married. I found out that I was pregnant for the first time and we were so excited about it. Um, you know, just, just over the moon, we were so ready to be parents, so ready to start that chapter of our lives. Um, and so it was really uh, kind of devastating for us when I went in for my first appointment and we found out that there was no heartbeat, um, that baby had not developed as they should have, um, and that I had had what is known as a missed miscarriage. My body just didn't realize what was going on, essentially. Um, And that started a really, really difficult period of my life that lasted for a number of years. Um, After that appointment, I would go on to have uh, three more miscarriages. Um, And so all four of my losses happened over the span of about four and a half years. Um, 
And in that time frame, I mean, a lot happened, but also a lot went on standstill. Um, you know, we, after that first loss, we grieved really, really hard. Um, it's, it's something you don't really understand unless you've been through it, but you really sort of just grieve all of the possibilities of who that baby could have been, of what your life could have looked like with them. Um, and, and we went through that, that grieving and that loss process multiple times in that time frame. Um, and, you know, I, I discovered health issues that I didn't know that I had that I was able to address. Um, but we also still were having, you know, kind of these unexplained losses. And um, I had a point where I had to face uh, the fact that I might not ever be able to have a baby. Um, and I really, uh, it was, like I said, about four and a half, five years in on this fertility journey. And, you know, the first five years of my marriage and what a what a challenge for us to go through in my marriage. I'm so grateful that I have an amazing husband and amazing marriage that kind of, you know, survived that. But I, I became so sharply aware that I had been neglecting so much in my life. Um, you know, I was, I was neglecting my mental health, my physical health, my marriage, and my finances. And I was actually really ashamed of that. Being this accounting major, having been really good with my money throughout my entire life up until that point, I was really ashamed by um, the emotional spending that I did. Uh, it was really frustrating. A lot of the um, medical bills that I was still paying on. Um, and I just realized how much of an impact that I'd had on my money. Um, and so that was the point where I said, okay, it's time to, to really focus on creating the life that I want. I said, you know, whether or not I can have a baby doesn't really hold any bearing. Like I can still focus on having a really great marriage and I can focus on being healthy and I can focus on um, doing things that I love and, and kind of making changes in my life. And at that point, I didn't, I still didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, you know, when I graduated um, with my accounting degree, like most of my classmates were going on to get their CPA and it just wasn't, it didn't feel right for me. Um, you know, I, a CPA generally leads to like doing taxes or auditing, neither of which really suited kind of the lifestyle that I wanted to have. Like it, it just, it didn't feel right. And so I didn't go for it. And other people thought I was nuts and I kind of thought I was nuts. Um, but I just, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I, I worked in a couple different places. I worked in banking. I kind of ended up in local government, which was really interesting. Um, but at this turning point in my life, I just kind of realized like, I, I need to figure out what I want to do. I need to figure out what I want to be, um, you know, and work that really is going to kind of fulfill me. And, you know, when I was in that space of really wanting to create a life I love and being open to what that was going to look like and what those changes were going to be. I kind of like to say that financial coaching found me. Um, I really don't know how I discovered it, how I came across it, but as soon as I discovered it, I knew this was what I wanted to do because it was this beautiful combination of all of the analytical numbers, spreadsheets, uh, you know, very type A person that I was and all that work that I like doing combined with really helping people and really making a difference in their life and helping them on that same path that I was on to like really creating a life that I loved instead of just sort of um, reacting to life or, um, you know, allowing life to kind of just drag me along um, to just really actively creating a life that I wanted. Um, and in the beginning, I did not see the connection between my fertility journey and my desire to help people with their money. Um, you know, for a long time, I, I tried to figure out who I wanted to help. And there were a lot of people that I could help, 
um, you know, I thought about college graduates, I thought about uh, newly married couples, you know, people who experiencing some of the same things that I had experienced. Um, and I just kept getting these nudges on my heart of, you know, the women in this infertility space need help. There are women um, who, you know, luckily for me, you mentioned my daughter, Wendy, I did give birth to my daughter in January of 2020. Um, she is now a little over a year old, very happy, very healthy. Um, you know, so for me, I did get blessed with, uh, uh that term rainbow baby is, is what we call a baby born after loss. Um, but I know that there are other women in this space who, you know, in addition to what I went through, also are facing costs for IVF are facing, you know, so much additional, uh, uh, stresses and expenses. And I know how it affects you. Even if you don't get to that point, I know how it affects you financially. Um, and so it just kind of the, I, I feel like that little voice in the back of my head just finally was like screaming at me that <laughs> these women need your help and, and you understand where they're at and what they're going through. Um, and so that's kind of what has led me to where I'm at right now, um, which is doing financial coaching and specifically helping women on this fertility journey so that money doesn't have to be one more stressor for them as they're trying to grow their families. Mm. Wow. That's an amazing story. You know, thank you for your courage and your resiliency. Um, you know, I'm sorry that you had to experience the losses that you experienced, but I'm so grateful that you've listened to your heart and your intuition. And now you're able to be here for other women and be that, um, that handhold, you know, yeah. that maybe you wish you would have maybe had, I mean, it sounds like your husband's amazing and he was really supportive with you during that time. And, you know, to, to, to fathom a loss like that on top of the stresses of financial um, weight, you know, um, I think this is a beautiful service that you're providing for women and, and for men, and, you know, I mean, obviously whoever's involved <laughs> men yes. and women who, who are both involved. And I, you know, this is the first time I've, I've heard of somebody with your niche. And yeah. so I think um, it's very valuable and very, very important. And it's so perfect that we're speaking on the heart-centered approach to finances Right. Because as we know, in most of the industry, this is something that's missing. You know, the heart centered approach, the compassion approach is, is missing. And so if you do have, you know, a family or do you have somebody who's sitting in front of an advisor, would they even know somebody's story to this extent? Mm -hmm. Right. Aside from coaches, because I feel like this is just a, a you know, coaches just naturally have this. And I think it's because of that um, therapy side of the coaching, right? It's like that just kind of naturally, but you don't typically find it in the financial industry. When I was in the financial industry, it was very masculine environment. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I'm just saying it was very doing, right? Action oriented yeah. doing this when I say masculine. Um, there are more women stepping into the, the industry. But what do you see as the value of, of bringing this to advisors um, of a more heart-centered approach to their clients and potential clients? Yeah, I think there's so much value there to be brought with having this heart-centered. And I love, you know, earlier on, you kind of mentioned um, intuition. And for me, in my coaching practice, tapping into your intuition is a huge piece of it for me. 
Um, you know, like when I'm working with people around their money, you know, there's always numbers and calculators and you can, you know, you can approach it from such an analytical numbers and, and like you kind of mentioned, almost masculine energy. And I feel like that's what a lot of advisors do is they're going to sit down and they're going to help you run the numbers. And that's beautiful. That's their job. Um, but I feel like they don't necessarily encourage you to say, okay, here are the numbers, but what really feels right for me? What really is right for me? What really are, you know, maybe my goals, um, you know, cause an advisor, you know, their job is to help you get as much return as you can on your investments, right? Like they're, they're there to help you, you know, grow your wealth as much as possible. And, you know, thinking from the perspective of, you know, maybe one of my clients who are in that space of, you know, they're starting to consider spending potentially, you know, around $20,000 on a cycle of IVF, you know, and that may be something where they go to their advisor and they say, you know, I need to take out this much money <laughs> out of my investments in order to pay for this. And the advisor might say, you know, are you serious? Like, are you really going to take that big of a chunk of money, you know, for the chance at having a child? And it may be that the client doesn't even want to maybe share that information. And they may just go to their advisor and say, I need $20,000. Mm. Well, that advisor out of, you know, wanting to care for their client, wanting to help their client may not respond well to that, which could just add a whole additional layer of stress onto a situation that, like you said, they may not fully know or understand. Um, so having, having that hard approach, knowing that we don't know everything that's going on in the background with someone and, uh, you know, that it's okay for our clients to have different values than we do. And that it's, that's actually the space where we can best support them is by acknowledging that, that, you know, our values are different and that's okay. And how can I support you to best live out your values so that you are living the life that you really want to live, you know? Mm, that's so good. Yeah. Cause you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people who would, who have advisors and they're sitting in front of them and they would probably hesitate mentioning something of this nature or mm -hmm. if they did, you know, you, you wonder what kind of response you may get, right. Would there be a lot of judgment around it? Um, yeah. Or would it be kind of mind altering to where it might have you question if this is really the direction you want to go. Right. And yeah. instead of really, really meeting people where they're at and seeing what's possible, right? So creating a win-win on, on, on both fronts. And, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's supporting the client in the best way that the client needs. And if that's what their dreams are and that's yeah. part of their desire, then, you know, I think it's in our best interest to support them in making that happen. Yeah. So, Amber, this is beautiful. So how do people find you? Because this is obviously a very unique niche, right? Yes, yes. I am working on getting out there so more people know. Um, and like you said, I know of only maybe a couple other people that do work in this space. So I know that there are so many women out there who have no idea, first of all, that this is, that there's someone out there that can help them that understands. Um, so I um, and mostly, you know, I've got my website that people can find me at, which is um, abundance-financial.com. And, you know, I have a group on Facebook that is specifically geared for women on this fertility journey who want assistance with their finances. Um, so there's lots of places that you can kind of find me and connect with me. And 
Um, you know, I, I love uh, just connecting with people who are, who may need somebody who understands or a listening ear um, or, you know, to, to ask a question. So, um, you know, however anybody wants to reach out to me, I am more than happy to, to hear from them. Wonderful. Amber, thank you so much for participating in our interview series today. I loved getting to know you and all that you're up to. And thank you for holding space for those women who are experiencing miscarriages and loss. And so thank you. Thank you. And so um, thank you again, everyone, for listening to another series of Make Money Your Partner. Until next time, bye.